This is Kristen Smith, and you're listening to the Destination Begin podcast. Hi, hi. Welcome. It's season two of the Destination Begin podcast. I haven't recorded in so long that I decided that this is the beginning of season two. We basically, we were on summer break, like Grey's Anatomy and stuff, and now we're back with a new season. (laughs) Uh, I took a little break from podcasting because life got really busy and um, working on other projects. And to be honest, I really didn't have anything for this space that I felt was going to trump what was going on in the world. I feel like I talked about handling life in lockdown and I talked about coping and finding happiness in yourself. And beyond that, I didn't have a whole lot else to add with what was going on during lockdown. And so now that for the most part that's over and life has gotten a little bit back to normal, although the old normal is never to be seen again, I feel like I have the space to actually do some podcasts again. So I'm excited to be back in this space. I'm going to be changing some things up. I have some interviews with some really great people that um, I want to put on here. I'm going to be talking more about the Live Hard program. I'm going to be also doing some mini-sodes. I have so many little topics that I want to talk about, but they're not enough content for a full episode. And so I haven't talked about them. And one day I was on a run thinking about this podcast and what I want to do next and what is relevant and feeling really bad that I hadn't done an episode in a while and feeling like a loser and like I had totally let myself down and missed my ship date. And and I realized, you know, I don't need to do a 45-minute episode every week. I can do some smaller um, episodes and just get some of these topics that I want to cover covered and put it out here. And, you know, you can listen to three of them at once or one of them at once and it's up to you who listen, how you want to approach that. And I just need to make the content and you either will or will not find value in it, but it doesn't do anybody any good if it's just stuck in my head. So there you have it. So a little life update. Um, there's not a whole lot that has changed. Um, living kind of in the middle of nowhere, which is a challenge for me. I went from living in this really great spot in uh, Minneapolis, where downstairs there was a drugstore and a Starbucks, and there's a grocery store a block each direction, and it's right across the street from yoga and working out, and it was a really convenient place to live. Loved it. And then lockdown happened, and I decided to quarantine with Rand, and he is in the middle of nowhere. And it was fine when we weren't going anywhere. And it was also fine when it was winter because it didn't go anywhere. And then spring happened and it's beautiful out here. There's a lot of wetlands and swamps. And so at night, the sound of frogs and birds and bugs, it's this beautiful symphony and I love it. And then as spring has continued to turn into summer, nature has decided that it's like bigger than me. And I'm a little upset with some of the things that I have to deal with because nature is like, hi, it's me and you're in my space. And I'm like, no, nature, you're in my space. And I always lose. But um, there's a lot of bugs. There's a lot of mosquitoes and 
Mosquitoes, actually, I used to think that I hated mosquitoes. I actually don't mind mosquitoes because when you put bug spray on, they don't bite you. But gnats, gnats don't care about bug spray. They're like, I see your bug spray and I don't care. And they swarm in your face and they go in your ear and then when they bite you, it leaves a welt the size of a golf ball and it itches for a week. And they're so thick. It's like, it's like a plague. It's heinous. And they are, they're nasty. I have, I probably have 20 or more gnat bites on my body right now that at any given moment, I just find myself incessantly scratching. Like I'm an eight year old. And so I'm really not pleased with that. And the other day I had kind of had it up to here. My dog was in bed with me, like in my bed, my dog was in my sacred space and I was petting him because I love him. And there was a wood tick on my dog, on my baby dog. There was a, a wood tick eating my child. And Rickon's lucky that I didn't just like set him on fire because I was so traumatized to find a wood tick feeding on my child, my baby, my dog eating my child. I know that's obnoxious. It's okay. It's, this is just me and my dog. He's my, my child has grown up. He's my, he's my mine. Anyway handled the wood tick, was terribly traumatized. And it was, it was going to be fine. And then the next day in the park working out, the gnats were so thick. They were in my eyes. They were in my ears. And just, I, I spent the whole time looking like I was having some kind of a seizure, smacking them away. And, um, so fine. I, I survived. And then I got on my bike and I biked home from the park and, a giant bug of some kind flew directly into my tonsils, like down into my throat, gagged, choking. I, I managed to spit it out, but I was super mad. And then to come home and find a snapping turtle on the driveway. And I was like, all right, nature, what's going on here? Like you are getting much too cozy in my world. Back off. And it doesn't work that way, but, um, I just, it was, it was a 12 hour period of just way too much nature. So, um, that is, that's really the only stressor I have in my life is nature. It's just gross and unruly. And, um, I'm not a fan. I think the gnat season is almost over. The wood tick season is almost over and I'll be happy. I, I got my dog a haircut, which helps. He hasn't had any wood ticks and he's been treated for, um, fleas and ticks. And then he's also on a pill that you give your dog and apparently ticks think that he smells bad or something. I don't know. But anyway, um, it's beautiful. Otherwise here in Minnesota, it's been nice and hot. I like it hot. I don't like that. There's no air conditioning in this house. Um, <laughs> when I moved in, Randy was like, Hey, the air conditioning broke last fall and I wasn't going to fix it. Cause I don't really use air. I said, Oh, I don't really use air either. I don't like air conditioning, which is true. But then we had a day where it was 95 degrees with 7,000% humidity and, and there was no air conditioning. And that, <laughs> that was a challenging day. We were both a little cranky, um, but we survived. And then, you know, and then it wasn't so bad the next day. So all that to say, summertime in Minnesota. It's, you know, life is good. So we thought that the gyms here in Minnesota were going to open on June 1st. I don't know why we thought that. We knew that there'd be another phase of reopening. And there's been a lot of frustration about the way the state has, um, in Minnesota has opened 
different businesses as far as determining what's essential and what's not essential. And then just the blanket treatment of gyms, because if you think about the different ways a gym is set up and the different types of gyms there are, to say that no gyms can be open safely is it's just a really broad statement. I mean, there are tiny little yoga studios where, yes, people are sweating on each other. But then there are the big box gyms where it's a huge space. People are using machines or free weights and they're not near each other. And so there's definitely ways you can make working out in that environment much safer than, say, a hot yoga studio. And so it seemed like there there needed to be some kind of guideline for some of these places to start having classes safely or open safely. And so we expected that on June 1st, we would hear that gyms were going to open. And we heard what was going to open, but gyms were not listed. And all of a sudden, there was this thought of, we may not be able to go back to the gym until the end of the summer. And I had just been so tired. This was in middle of May. So tired of working out at home alone and working out home in the basement. And I've been writing workouts and enjoying that. But just I thrive off of group fitness. It's what I love. It's my favorite way to exercise. And I've been going to F45 for years and seeing my friends and working out. And I've always said group fitness to me is I go see my friends and the workout is a side effect. So I look forward to it and I have so much fun and I get a great workout. So lockdown, working out at home, it just been making the best of it. And it's really hard and I got cranky a lot. But when that announcement came that there was no opening date in sight, I got so mad. And I just was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm doing it myself. I am going to have, I'm going to figure this out. And I went on the Nextdoor um, app website. Um, if you live in a suburban area, you might have Nextdoor, which is basically an app or a website only for the people right in your neighborhood. And I made a post on there and just said, hey, I'm a certified personal trainer and I live right here. And there's a park a quarter mile down the road. If I host outdoor workouts there, socially distant, bring your own mat. Nobody's going to touch each other. We're not going to use any equipment. You can space yourself out as big as you want. And if I lead a workout, who's interested in coming? And the response was phenomenal. So many people were interested. I said, okay, starting next week, the day after Memorial Day, 6 a.m., I'm going to be at this park, bring a water bottle, bring a mat. We will stay socially distanced, and I'm going to do a workout for you guys. So I showed up at the park. I had a little Bluetooth speaker and a mat and water, and lo and behold, I think there were five people that came that first day. And we did a workout under the picnic cove, and I had just written a workout. I'd written a ton of workouts as part of my certified personal training curriculum. And then I had a ton of workouts that I had written for quarantine for myself. And so I put together an interval workout. I ran them through it. We had fun. It was awesome. They enjoyed it and they just kept coming back. And so since then, it's grown. And now we have 5 a.m. and 6 a.m. classes. And then we were doing 6 p.m. classes, but they kept getting canceled for weather. So, um, Last week, there were um, 50 different people that came through my classes, and I didn't know any of these people a month ago, and they all live right around here. They, a lot of them know each other, and um, we built this little community, and I'm having so much fun. Um, I, I got certified to be a trainer, but I've never run anything like this in this environment 
outside, no facilities, just in a parking lot. And we've made it work. And everyone has brought their patience for when I've screwed it up or the music has been weird or an interval timer has malfunctioned. And um, and we're having a great time. So um, I don't charge anyone anything. It's open to donations. But I get to get my workout in. And I get to teach other people these moves and coach them. And I'm getting some great experience with different age groups and um, fitness levels. <sighs> And it is so much fun. I'm telling you, it's just, it lights me up so hard. And it just, the story behind this, I I have to be careful how I tell this story because I don't want it to sound negative. I always say that on this podcast. I'm not about sour grapes and I'm not about negativity. And I always try to keep a good attitude because life is really what you make it. And my mantra has been, nothing is good or bad when you're going through it. It's either hard or easy. And time is the only thing that ends up being able to determine if something was actually good or bad because something may be really hard and it may be the best thing that ever happened to you, but you don't know it while you're going through it. And so this is an example of that as well. So last year when I was doing 75 hard, I spent a lot of time walking or biking as part of the program and thinking about what I wanted to do with the rest of my life and thinking about what really lit me up really trying to decide the things in my life that didn't bring me joy and what I really wanted to do. And what I realized is I'm an accountant. I love being an accountant, but my side jobs, my, I always have other jobs, (laughs) that spare time and those side jobs, those second and third jobs, I wanted them to be not in finance. I wanted them to be in fitness. I realized that I'm like, you know what? I love at 45. I love that community. I love working out in that way. I want to work for F45. I want to be a trainer. And they had had open casting calls for trainers and like asking for applications and auditions before. And I had never felt confident enough to try out because I'm not, I wasn't certified. I I didn't have any formal training and I can run anybody through a cardio workout anytime. But on strength training days, I was like, I just am not comfortable coaching someone with weightlifting because I don't have any kind of certification or training behind me. So I remember where I was. I was on a run. I remember the stoplight that I was stopped at when I was like, I'm going to do it. I want to be an F45 trainer. I'm going to go get certified. So when I got home, I sat down, I went online and the National Academy of Sports Medicine is the most reputable certification you can get, signed up, paid for it, started the online learning for CPT. And every single day I studied for weeks. Reagan, there's fireworks in my neighborhood. There's nature and fireworks, and my dog loses his mind. So, hi, this is Reagan. Reagan is barking at fireworks. <laughs> anyway, so I I went online and I got the course and I studied every single day for weeks and I scheduled the test. And it's a big deal. I mean, you have to go to a proctored exam station and um, take the test and then you're certified. So I did. I passed it. I was certified and I sent an email to F45 and I said, hey, I just got my certification as a personal trainer. I'd like to work for F45. Let me know what I need to do. And um, the only reason I was that confident that I could actually get a job there is because when I first started studying, I had run into one of the owners and said, hey, I'm I'm getting certified to be a trainer and I really want to work for you guys. And the response was awesome. 
let us know when you've got that done and give us, you know, yeah, you're in essentially was the feedback that I got. So when I sent that email saying, hi, I'm ready, put me in, how do I train? What's the process to apply? I heard nothing. And then I heard no, that no, um, I needed two years of experience in order to work for their locations. And I was really surprised because they had held auditions before. Um, They had talked about bringing people in without ever saying you needed experience like that. And then that conversation where I had brought it up, nobody said, oh, you'll need two years experience. So I was really disappointed and shocked, to be honest. And so I waited a few days and then I sent an email kind of appealing, just saying, you know, I I appreciate and respect what you said, but I really feel like you got it wrong. I have been in this community for three years. I love this community. I love these people. And I'm willing just to come. Don't pay me. I'll shadow your trainers. I will just learn. I just want to be a part of the team. If you don't want to hire me and pay me, fine. But, you know, I want to, I want to just shadow or, or help demo or something, you know, put me in coach essentially. And again, the answer was no, just no. And so I thought, all right, I guess I got this wrong. I really thought that this community wanted me a part of it as much as I wanted to be a part of it. And so, um, I just swallowed my pride and my hurt feelings and thought, well, I guess that was a waste of time and money. Um, and what about my way? And I just really thought I wasted that money and that time. But then when quarantine happened, it was nice to have the training to know how to write a workout for myself that would work my body parts in the right order and, um, that I could get a good workout and train different muscle groups in different sequences. And I thought, well, if it's just for my benefit, that's awesome. And then I had this boot camp idea and there's no way that I ever would have had the confidence to say, hey, I'm going to put together these workouts if I didn't have that certification behind my name. Because I'm just a, I'm just a happy worker outer. I want to run workouts without having that credential. I just wouldn't have felt like I could have done something like this. But here was an opportunity and an open door and I was ready. I was prepared. And I, I just think about it many, many times. What if I hadn't done that certification? Right now, I wouldn't be able to be having this amazing experience. And I ended up moving away from my 45 anyway. So if I had gotten a job there in November, well, they shut down and I don't live there. So it would have lasted a very short amount of time anyway. And this is a billion times better. I'm, you know, I'm able to just do what works for me. I'm able to bring my personality. I'm able to write workouts that I feel good about. And on days like this past Friday, when I had some really bad pain in my ankle from overtraining, um, I could write a workout that I could do that would kick my butt and run everyone else through that same workout. And so all of that to say, if there's something you're passionate about, be prepared, go get training, go get certification. You don't even know when you may need it or when you may find a place to use it. I'm able to use that certification in this little town that I didn't even really know about until I moved here. And I've met all of these amazing people that I didn't know when I was training and taking those certification courses. I didn't know them at all. I had no idea that anything I was learning was going to benefit a group of people 
in this town that I wasn't living in at the time. So it's just so cool to know that, you know, the, the universe, the universe, if you're listening and if you're following the things that light you up, I really believe the universe will bring you avenues to execute places to bring your gifts, your talents, your skills. And so go for it. If you are really interested in something and you don't yet see how you're going to use getting more training or certification, if you can do it, do it anyway. I'm now just so convinced that all of the things that I have passions about and that I'm interested in, I need to just add and add to my knowledge about that, get training, get certifications, take courses um, as much as I can. I started doing that with this um, app and website called Udemy. It's U-D-E-M-Y. And it's really inexpensive to take courses on just about everything. There's arts, there's finance, business, um, basically gardening, (laughs) um, languages, marketing, human resources. There's a billion topics. A lot of the classes are $12. And I've been taking Excel classes and financial classes on that app on my phone during this whole quarantine and really just brushing up on skills, learning new tips and tricks. And it's amazing. I took one particular Excel course and then the next month I was asked at work to do a project that involved that very skill pivot tables that I had just brushed up on. So that's been a huge lesson for me. And I'm excited to just continue to expand what I know and and really go after the things I'm passionate about and just trust that the universe is going to bring me an opportunity to use it some way, somehow. So there's my advice to you. Never stop investing in yourself. And hopefully you'll find a way to use it and be prepared when the opportunity comes. I asked on my Instagram a while back for questions that I could answer on the podcast, and I got quite a few of them. One of them was, how do you stay motivated to work out when you don't feel like it or when you are still unable to go to a gym or still go to your favorite type of workout class? Well, my answer is, you do it anyway. Motivation is not something that you can rely on. Motivation comes and goes It's really an emotional response more than anything. And if you're waiting to be motivated to do something in any arena in your life, you're not going to be successful for very long because, I mean, are you motivated to go to work every day? Probably not, but you probably still do it. Um, Are you motivated to brush your teeth every day? Are you motivated to pay your bills on time? Are you motivated – to eat dinner. I mean, a lot of times we do things that we're not very motivated to do, but we do them anyway because we have to, because it's part of life, because it's part of being responsible. It's part of taking care of ourselves or whatever. When you have a baby, are you motivated to change their stinky diaper? Probably. Well, you might be motivated by the stink. I don't know. But I'm just saying, you're not always going to feel like it. I most definitely did not feel like it nine days out of 10 between the months of March and May. And I exercised almost every single day anyway. I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm just saying if I had been waiting for a motivation to do it, I wouldn't have done it. 
So it's great to look for motivation and you should always be looking for things that light you up and that encourage you and make you want to do the things that you have to do. But if you on a random Tuesday don't find motivation, you should do it anyway. The end. Isn't that a non-fun answer? I'm sorry. It's not sexy. It's not exciting. It certainly doesn't pet you, but it's true. Motivation is unnecessary, really, to still go and slay. They keep lighting off fireworks in my neighborhood, and my dog is on top of me shaking like a leaf. I hate fireworks. They're so mean. I understand that the neighbors do not understand that my dog is on my lap shaking, and they're just exercising their right as a free human being to blow off fireworks, but it still really makes me mad because my poor little doggy is very scared. So, Another question that I got, and actually I get this a lot, is what kind of protein do I use and how much protein should you be eating? So I'm going to talk a little bit about protein. First of all, I have tried almost every protein shake brand out there. And protein shakes, it's like saying – it's hard to say what you're going to like because everybody's tastes are the same but aren't the same. The best tasting protein on the market is by first form. And that's just the way it is. It's a little more expensive than most. You have to buy it online. But it's not a multi-level marketing thing and it tastes good. Their flavors are amazing. That's uh, all we use. I've tried, I've tried so many proteins, and it, they're just the best. And Randy's been a bodybuilder forever, and he's tried a billion kinds of proteins too. And since he's tried First Form since he met me, he also agrees they just taste the best. So that's all we use in our house. They have, and I, I was a rep for them for a little while, and then I quit because I didn't particularly enjoy the requirements of a sales rep, and. I just didn't care enough to do it, Uh, but I know a lot of friends that are. But basically, you don't need a sales rep. Just go online, firstform.com, and order from them. The end. And it's not multi-level marketing. You don't have to sign up for anything. Um, They have protein. They have a lot of other supplements I don't use. Um, I don't use a lot of supplements. Randy does way more hardcore lifting than I do, so he uses more supplements, but still – Um, their protein and their protein bars are amazing. Their protein bars are so good that, I mean, I treat them like a candy bar. They're as good, in my opinion, as a candy bar. And they're, they have more calories in them than a shake and more carbs. And so as a rule, I, I use them as a treat, but if you're used to eating a protein bar in your life, they're delicious. And then their protein shakes are good. Their vanilla flavor is great. It's so versatile. I use it in protein pancakes. I use it in mug cakes. Um, I'll mix it into coffee. I just can't talk about their shakes with any more compliments than that because they're, they're just amazing. So save yourself time and energy and just try them. Um, as far as how much protein you should eat, it's it's hard because there's a lot of research that's come out that says that we don't need as much protein as they say that we do. And you know, I don't know. It's so hard to know what to believe. But when I changed my diet up a bit to focus on protein, protein and calories together, my body stabilized, my weight stabilized, my fitness level, um, I feel like increased and my body composition evened out. So what I do is, you know, I set my calorie goal for the day based on, you know, my height, weight, all of that, my basal metabolic rate. And then I make sure 
that I focus on protein as my calories. So I try to eat 150 grams of protein a day, which is about, you're supposed to eat 0.8 to 1 gram of protein per pound that you weigh. So I weigh anywhere between 160 and 165. And so if I aim for 150 grams of protein a day while staying under my calorie goal, then my macros end up being pretty balanced. So I don't really count fat and carbs. I just focus on getting the protein in. And if you're still staying under a calorie goal to get that protein in, you're going to be choosing lean proteins because you need lower calorie proteins. So lean chicken, fish, lean red meats. Um, and then I, I usually do one protein shake a day at least, um, maybe two, depending on what else I'm eating. But a combination of a calorie goal and a protein goal for me has been very, very effective. And when people ask me to set their diet rules for them, when I'm coaching them for weight loss, I always recommend a calorie goal with a protein goal. And the other two macros tend to fall into line naturally. So eating protein, it's, I mean, your body needs protein to repair itself and to fortify your muscles and um, it's going to keep your blood sugar more stable by eating more protein versus just empty carbs and and carbs in general. And it's going to keep you fuller longer than carbs. And if you choose high-quality, lean proteins, you're going to be able to eat a lot of volume for low calorie, which I like. I like to eat. So I want to get a lot of bites for my, my calorie intake. So there's the very long answer to that. Um, I would just be careful too when you buy over-the-counter protein supplements at like even just Target or GNC. A lot of them have have ingredients you don't need. And so you could be paying for something that you don't need depending on what your goals are. So if you're going to buy a protein supplement in the store, I would recommend going to the vitamin shop or GNC, telling them what your goal is, and then get some recommendations. Usually the people who work there use their products so they'll know like taste consistency too. But Or save yourself all of that and just buy from First Form. I don't get anything from them. So I don't have a, a horse in this race. So I'm, I'm not making money if you buy First Form products. But I just love them that much. Um, if you're vegan, they have um, a, a plant-based protein. I haven't tried that though. As far as plant-based proteins, I have tried Tone It Up Girls brand. I really like. You can get that at Target. I also like Vega, which you can get at most anywhere. Um, doesn't taste as good. Neither one of those tastes anything like a first form shake, but they'll do if you're plant-based. Do you ever have to do something that you totally dread or be around someone that really steals like your peace and your joy? Because if you do, it's terrible because for me, when I have to do that, I dread it and I kind of gear myself up for the difficulty. And a lot of times I work myself up into kind of a tizzy and I completely lose my sense of myself and it's, I make it worse than it has to be, but because of that pre-workup. And so this last spring I had I had to go to a dinner thingy that I didn't want to go to. And it was just going to be difficult. It was going to be stressful and emotional. I already knew that the people that were going to be there were going to push my buttons. And it was just an emotionally charged thing that I had to go to. And so I decided to try to approach it differently. 
than what I normally do, which is work myself up. And so on my way, I stopped at a store and I got a whole bunch of treats and lovely little gift items for some of my favorite people. And I stopped at their house and this was during quarantine and I knocked on their door and I put it on their porch and I gave it to them so they could have family little treat. It was like chips and salsa and some stuff for their dogs and a card and just like I loved on them because that felt really pure and that felt really genuine and it made me feel good to love on them and to give something to them where I knew that I was going to be loved in return. It was just this beautiful little, I love you. I'm going to show it to you. They appreciated it. They love me. I left there lifted and buoyed and excited and grateful for the love between me and them. And I was able to bring all that energy with me to this dinner, to these people that I knew were going to be the opposite, that were going to be a challenge. And it changed the whole experience. I walked in. I was able to give love because I had just filled myself up with love. I was able to be patient and keep my mouth shut. And I just came in on a high of love and gratitude and goodness from people that fill me up, that light me up, that when I love them, it's an investment that is wise. And then I was able to bring all of that with me into this more difficult setting. So I'm telling you that because I want you to try it. It's really, really powerful. And it was an accidental discovery. It was just kind of following my heart of like, before I go do this difficult thing, I want to see these people because I know that it's going to be good. It's always good when I see these people. And so give it a try. If you have something horrible or somebody horrible that you have to be around summertime, maybe you have barbecues with neighbors or extended family or people that drive you nuts, preload the love and happiness by interacting with or doing something good for someone that you love. Invest some love, get some love in return and bring that with you to that other group of difficult people or that other setting that is difficult. Give it a try. I'd love to hear how it goes for you. When I gave up gluten and sugar for the most part, the hardest thing has been getting used to not having baked goods as treats. But I found Smart Baking Company. And what's awesome about Smart Baking Company is they make gluten-free, sugar-free treats, but they're also low-calorie. It's not uncommon to find a gluten-free treat that's very high in calories, but you can eat two of Smart Baking Company's delicious lemon, raspberry, chocolate, or cinnamon cupcakes two of them for only 76 calories. They're magicians there at Smart Baking Company. All their products are certified gluten-free through the National Celiac Association. They have zero net carbs, and the sweeteners that they use are monk fruit and erythritol. So you can feel good about eating these knowing they're not going to ruin your gut, they're not going to trip you up in the pursuit of your goals, and they're going to be that delicious treat that you've been missing out on. If you'd like to order, they have free shipping for some of their bundles. They ship right to your door. You put them in your freezer and then thaw them on your counter when you're ready to eat them for about half an hour, and they stay nice and fresh for you. So visit them at smartbakingco.com slash destination underscore begin, and you can use my code at checkout, destination begin, for 10% off of your first order. Thanks for joining me today. If 
you heard something that motivated, inspired, or educated you, please let me know. And if you thought of someone else while you were listening that may benefit from hearing this, please share this podcast with them directly or post it on your social media. I really appreciate when I see that someone has shared this, it just lights me up. It's the greatest currency that we could exchange. I'll talk to you. You share it with people. It works really well. Thanks so much for joining me. I hope you have a really great week. If you want to interact, you can find me on Instagram, destination underscore begin, or email me, Kristen, at destinationbegin.com. Thank you.